It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hidden Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, yeah, no, Marcus, is Giolito not starting a sign and Murray is saying all the right things. It's all next. It's Hidden Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Hitting Hard is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We ask you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available. Check us out on the SiriusXM app as well and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. So this Netflix show, I guess, is what it's on. Quarterbacks, okay? This deal that's going around where Marcus Mariota is being a part of the part of this show okay so the, the the headline from cbs is marcus mariota sets the record straight on leaving the falcons late in 2022 so i'm already jaded on all this i'm like okay let me let me let me read what this is all about so here's what he has to say so basically the veteran quarterback had had his first child around the same time that he was benched. Mariota was informed that he was being replaced by Desmond Ritter the day after his daughter was born. Here's the quote from Mariota, as he said in the series. Quote, so ultimately, it's a long story, really. So during the bye week, my daughter was born, Micaiah. When she was born, Art brought me in the following day. It was like talking about the future and kind of what he wanted to do. And they told me that they were going to play Dez the last four games. Initially, he had said, at this point and time of the year, the playoffs are a long shot and we are we and we just kind of want to see what Dez can do. So then they flash over to Arthur Smith, who says that Marcus Mariota and he had never talked about the quarterback getting any type of knee procedure done. And all this, that, and the other that, you know, ultimately was part of his benching. Quote, when he and I had that conversation, that's not what we talked about. All Those are private conversations, but it was more about where we were as a team and as a player and what the future might hold. Now, obviously, you know, again, despite, you know, looking like he had quit on his teammates, which he did and all this good stuff. Marcus Mariota stated that he was doing what he thought was best for all parties involved. I don't know why it had to be that narrative. I gave everything I had for this team. I thought I was making a good decision for everybody. Ultimately, we decided that getting my knee fixed was in the best interest. I came home, got my knee fixed, and have been in Vegas ever since. Okay, so um, let me put it like this, okay? Um, He gave everything that he had to uh, this team, um, and I thought I was making a good decision for everybody. You mean like the decision when you decided to lob a grenade in Carolina against the Panthers and falling to the ground, and it looked like, I mean, look, 
that will be the indelible memory ingrained in everybody's brain when you think about Marcus Mariota. That will be the defining play ever. He, again, no matter what else that he did, that falling to the ground, lobbing a grenade in the air, hucking it in the air, and, you know, again, just that will be the indelible memory. But it is interesting that, you know, again, I, I asked this question very simply, okay? Did Marcus Mariota, you know, well, I thought I was playing well. Hold on. You mean to tell me that Marcus Mariota thought he would start all 17 games with a rookie quarterback on their squad, given how he was playing? You, you mean to tell me that Marcus Mariota wasn't an intelligent enough human being to understand that with a rookie quarterback knocked out of the playoffs, that he was going to get replaced at some point, given the fact that he was stinking up the joint, given the fact that he stunk as a quarterback. You mean to tell me that he didn't have any intellectual knowledge to think that, hmm, I'm not playing very well. I've got a rookie that's behind me. They're probably more than likely going to start him at some point. Let me just go out here and get my knee cleaned up and all this good kind of stuff. Instead of staying with the team, working with the young quarterback, mentoring him. And look, I know it's not a quarterback's job to mentor, but you can't tell me, oh, what a great person he is. And, you know, all of these things that we were sold on Marcus Mariota, and then he quit. And then and then he just took his ball and went home and, and quit on the team. And that's what he did. I mean, again, quit on the team. Well, I had to get my knee done. Okay, that couldn't have waited. You waited that long. I mean, you you you, you played through it. It didn't just happen the week before. He said it was chronic. Okay, that's not a word that's, oh, a one-week injury, and then we'll get it fixed and everything. And by the way, if it's chronic, how big of a procedure was this? Because, again, it doesn't sound like it was a simple, small procedure. See, again, all of this is just nonsense. This is what it comes down to. It's nonsense when you hear Marcus Mariota talk. Probably, I mean, again, I'm not going to go as far as to say that he's David Ortiz, the biggest phony in sports. But when you hear guys like this and they justify this, you start, the, the word I use is phony. Phony. That's what these guys are. Well, you know, I, I thought I was making the right decision. I mean, the right decision when he lobbed that grenade falling to the ground. Come on, folks. You know, again, when you read these things, and, and look, I know Arthur Smith is not going to bury a player, and he coached Marcus up in Tennessee, and he's not going to do that. But I think Arthur's letting you know that eh, that wasn't really our conversation. I mean, yes, we did talk about the future, and, and they were hoping that, you know, Marcus Mariota would be there to kind of work with Desmond Ritter. And again, did you think Marcus Mariota really thought that he could play that poorly and still find himself being the starter, knowing that there's a young quarterback on the roster that was drafted that year in the third round sitting right there, and they want to get a shot at what he can do, knowing that the guy is here for the future, knowing that Marcus Mariota at best, at best, had one more year under contract. Didn't have a five-year deal, didn't have a four-year deal, 
At best, he had one more year on his contract. So, again, I'm not going to say phony. I'm not going to describe Marcus Mariota as a phony, but it's just way too much, way too much, you know, the idea of, well, you know, we 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 did what was best and all that. I don't think the Falcons thought it was what was best. And, and by the way, did, did Marcus Mariota get paid the final four weeks of the year? I seem to think that he got paid. They they didn't cut him right away. They didn't cut him until after the season was over. Did, did and again they had to and they had to end up signing Logan Whiteside. You think that was their plan? You think you think the Falcons' plan was okay? Well, we'll get Desmond Ritter to the point where we're going to start him, but then we're going to have Marcus Mariota just you know clean up his knee and we'll pay him for the last month of the season. We have to and then we'll have to go sign Logan Woods. You think that was their plan? You really think that that's what the what the Falcons were in the business of doing is watching Marcus Mariota, you know, be injured the last four weeks of the year and, and still get paid and not cut him till after the roster, you know, the roster or the I should say the season was over and have to sign another quarterback in Logan Woodside. Again, not going to say phony, not going to say that he's a complete phony, but smell that. I smell a phony. I smell a phony, you know, when I see one. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. All right, let's talk about our newest sponsor, Bird Dogs. And look, these are going to be the most comfortable shorts that you're going to wear on earth. Listen, they great. They do a great job of being designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you a truly sculpted look. And they're way better than regular shorts because of the stiff, restricting cotton that you normally get in shorts. These are being fixed because they invent this cloud they, they have invented this cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to, without having to sacrifice movement. They use the anti-stink sweat uh, wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And right now, if you go to Bird Dogs and get an order in, They've got one of these great Yeti tumblers that is going to be yours as well. So here's what you got to do, okay? Very simple. Go to birddogs.com. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on. That's B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S, just like it's spelled, birddogs.com slash locked on. Or you can enter the promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com. Or enter promo code locked on L O C K E D O N to get your free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take these bird dogs off. We promise you. I mean, it's going to be the most comfortable shorts that you're ever going to wear. So go to bird dogs b i r d d o g s dot com today slash locked on and get your free Yeti cooler with your order and you know get uh, the best pair of shorts that you're ever going to wear. So. When you come out of the all-star break, one of the things that typically happens is you are able to go in and reset your pitching staff, right? If you need to, you know, again, you've got almost a week off before you got to play games. You get, you get the week, you know, you, you, your final game is on the weekend and then you've got, you know, basically until Friday of next week to start playing or start playing around with your rotation and stuff like that. So one of the interesting things is, as the Braves take on the White Sox this coming weekend, White Sox will be here at uh, at Truist Park. 
Lucas Giolotto, who is one of the better pitchers, not just for the White Sox, but he's been one of the better pitchers in the American League over the last couple of handful of years. He's at a sixth place, a seventh place, and 11th place Cy Young Award <clears throat> over the last handful of seasons. Now, had kind of a rough year last year. He was uh, 11 and 9 with a 4.9 um, ERA, and he's been all right this year. I mean, he's 6 and 5 with a 3.45 ERA. Leads the league in starts with 19, 112 innings, and um, 117 strikeouts to go along with it. So his strikeouts per nine is lower than what it's been in years past, but certainly better than the first couple of years where he was pitching. So it is interesting just because of this fact. <clears throat> the idea is that Giolito may be a guy that is traded here at some point. And there's a lot of rumor and innuendo <clears throat> and speculation about is he going to get moved. It is a little bit odd that you would kind of have your ace, de facto ace, sit out the first series of the year, coming back from the all-star break, I should say, against the best team in baseball. It is a little bit odd. But you normally do this because you don't necessarily want to pitch a guy and have him get hurt or anything like that right before you trade him. So here's a question, and we're just spitballing, rumor and innuendo, all these other good things that go along with it, okay? Is Giolito here this weekend, and is he going to get back on a plane with the Chicago White Sox? There has been speculation and rumor and innuendo that maybe Giolito is a guy that the Braves are looking at as a starter. And again, he would be a quality starter to add to the mix. So again, Strider, Elder, Charlie Morton have been your three main guys. Now it looks like we're going to get Max Freed back. Probably, I think by the time G uh, July ends, at the very end of the month, you know, about the time the trade deadline, I think we're going to get <clears throat> Max Freed back at some point here in July. Worst case scenario is that it's going to be early August. And then if you get a Lucas Giolito, you could play around with him and and make him, you know, again, a fifth starter on this team. Now think about that rotation. Strider, Elder, Morton, Freed, Giolito. And now, again, you don't have to rush Kyle Wright back. We've got no real word or update on what Kyle Wright's plan is. Is he coming back? When's he going to come back? You know, he's been throwing on flat ground. We know that. But there's been no real plans about trying to ramp him up and get him back into – you know, a minor league rehab start. And he's going to be weeks behind Max Fried uh, at this point, according to what sources say. So could this be a situation where Giolito finds himself staying in Atlanta for the weekend and putting on a different uniform when all is said and done? Crazier things have happened. I don't think that the Braves, though, are in the market to grab a starting pitcher. A couple of reasons. Number one is, Giolito is probably going to cost you a couple of good prospects. I don't think the Braves are, are looking at giving away some of their good prospects, even for another starter. <clears throat> and again, getting Max Freed back, you know, is a big deal from the standpoint of not just the best left-hander in baseball and giving some stability, but having that consistent fourth starter in your rotation. Okay. It's difficult when you have to go in and, replace two starters in your rotation because then you start getting into 
the rotation of guys, and then you have to get into bullpen games and all these other different things, right? I mean, we all know this, but having that fourth starter, that makes it so much easier to where, okay, I can I can only have to try to fix one spot, whether it's Soroka or Schuster. Now you can get into a rotation of all kinds of different guys, if need be, to get you through it. And look, at times you're not going to need a fifth starter. At times you're not going to you're obviously not going to need a fifth starter come playoff time. So if you can get you know to where you've got four consistent guys that are in your rotation, you can figure out that fifth starter spot. You can figure out what needs to be done as they fit starter. So again, it is interesting that Giolito is coming here to Atlanta and he's not going to pitch this weekend. And he's arguably been their ace over the last handful of years. And the White Sox are a dreadful team. They stink it up. They're going to come in here and probably get minimum two out of three. And they're probably going to get swept when all is said and done with the way the Braves are playing right now. And the fact that again, they're only eight games out of their division is the, is the White Sox, and yet they're one of the worst teams in the, the American League. So it's been a real disaster for White Sox fans. So interesting to see, you know, if something isn't worked out here soon or, you know, again, if they just kind of, you know, keep him back. And, again, crazier things have happened. Maybe he just stays in Atlanta and he walks from one dugout over to the other dugout and finds himself here. We'll see. I, I'm 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 not sure Alex Anthopoulos is going to give away the prospects it would probably take to get Giolito, who's going to be one of the more coveted free uh sorry uh pitchers on the uh, trade market. Maybe, but I don't think so at the end of the day. But it is interesting just reading some of the tea leaves that are happening out there. All right, let's talk about our sponsor, FanDuel. You know, FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And when you sign up to FanDuel.com slash locked on, you can get 10 times the amount of bet that you make in bonus bets, up to $200. So if you're betting 20 bucks on MLB, you can land $200 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. It's $200 you can spend on betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run, all on a very safe, secure, and super easy to use app. And what's even better is when you do win, you get paid instantly. No better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel.com slash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Head there today. Get the $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel's the official partner of Major League Baseball. So DeJounte Murray is saying all of the right things. And I did think it was interesting in, in some of the comments um, that he had here as obviously he signed the four-year $120 million deal. He told ESPN reporter, and I'm going to get this name right, Roz Gold on Wude back on July 12th, a couple of days ago, that uh, he said, quote, I told Trey, continue to learn who your teammates are. Trust your guys. We are here. We're sorry. We're here for him. Trey built what uh, he built in Atlanta. He learned what he earned. He earned the right to be the head of the snake. And I let him know that. I think it's important. Now, I will say one interesting thing. 
is when he says at the very beginning of that quote from DeJounte Murray, I told Trey, continue to learn who your teammates are. Trust your guys. Is that a, I know, I, I'm I'm going to get heat for this. Is that a parting shot to John Collins? You know, again, we heard for years, you know, this is, this is you know, years ago that maybe John Collins wasn't happy with the way the offense was running. Maybe John Collins didn't feel like he was enough of a part of the offense and such like that. And maybe there was some rift there, you know, between Trey and John Collins, just as far as not being on the same page offensively. And it is interesting when you read DeJounte Murray talking about, I I told Trey, continue to learn who your teammates are. Trust your guys. Maybe that, maybe that, maybe that is a message, you know, for John Collins. Again, I mean, we're not going to know. I mean, nobody's going to start coming out and saying things unless John Collins decides that, you know, he's going to bury everybody. And I don't think that's really the case. I don't think John Collins has any desire to bury anybody. But again, we'll see what, what happens in the long term. But obviously, look. You know, besides being a, a great signing, you know, this is a kid who is a real leader for this team. Murray went on to say, quote, it starts with me and him, meaning Trey Young, and it starts with chemistry off the floor. We're making sure we're available, making sure our teammates see who we are, the work ethic, the work we're putting in, and just wanting one another to keep getting better, but also lead by example. And, you know, he had a lot of good things to say about Quinn Snyder as well. Um, it, it is interesting that a guy, and, and I think this is part of what the appeal is of DeJounte Murray. Yeah, he's a great basketball player. He's a great two-way player. And we know all those kinds of things and the dynamic that he brings. But there is a sense that even though he's not an old player, there is a sense of maturity that comes along with a DeJounte Murray. Now, look, he did not play for a successful basketball team, but he played for the maybe the best organization in the NBA. <clears throat> he had the most stable front office coaching in the NBA. And he obviously played for, you know, arguably one of the, you know, five or 10 best coaches in the history of the NBA in Greg Popovich. So, again, when you look at them, and, and, and this is one of the things that probably you know, again, the Hawks really need is some maturity, is some leadership, you know, is just a, a calming presence, you know, on that roster. So I think besides just the value that DeJounte Murray brings as far as how good of a player he is and all this, that, and the other, I think there is a sense of leadership that DeJounte Murray brings. And I think that there's a sense of, you know, camaraderie that he has with Trey Young. I mean, obviously, he wanted to be here. And, and it's not just, well, they gave him $120 million. Yeah, but realistically, if he'd have gone on the open market, he would have gotten more. The way salaries are going, and by the time we get to next summer, okay, he would have gotten more money. He would have gotten more money than $120 million. I mean, as a free agent, he could have gotten more money than signing with the, with the, with the club. So, again, it, it's uh, while I'm saying it's not – Again, it is always, you know, the money aspect, right? As Jim Ross always says, cash and creative. That's what drives everything, right? But it's not like that he, it's not like that A, he took a, a sweetheart of a deal. And two is he could have gotten more money on the open market. 
So, yes, I understand the money aspect of it, but it's not just all of that. I think he likes the organization. I think he likes the direction that Quinn Snyder is going in. And I think that's one of the things that really saved him. And I think he likes playing with, with Trey Young. But it is just interesting about, you know, know your teammates, trust your teammates. And I'm not so sure that, I'm not so sure that that was the case with John Collins. Not that they were getting into verbal altercations and stuff like that, but there was definitely tension between those two. Maybe it's just professional courtesy. Maybe it's just John Collins understanding that, you know, his role was different now with Trey Young running the offense. I mean, whatever it was, there was something there. You don't get those kinds of reports from the inside if there isn't, you know, some some bit of smoke that is behind it all. So, again, I love the signing. I, I think Murray's a, a terrific player. I, I'm glad that he's going to be here. I think he's going to have a real – I think now that he knows that he's here and signed and doesn't have to worry about all of this other background noise, now he can focus on basketball. Now he and Trey and Quinn Snyder can all get themselves on the same page, whether that's off the court whether that's on the court, whatever it's going to be. And we've seen the results that when Murray and Young play really well together, they drive this team. This is a very guard-heavy team with those two guys in the backcourt. This needs to be one of, if not the best guard combinations in the NBA if we're going to get to where we want to get to because those guys are not going anywhere anytime soon and they have a crap ton of money invested into him. I mean, a crap ton of money. You're talking about $75 million a year worth of two guys in your backcourt. They better make this thing work. They have to make this thing work, or this is going to be one of the big disasters of all time for the Atlanta Hawks. But again, I don't think that's going to happen. I love the idea of these two guys playing together, and now they can come up and figure up a system that fits what their skill sets are. Now they can come up with something, and again, Part of the thing is going to be their off-the-court relationship, which, again, I don't think that at times Trey and John Collins had that camaraderie. We'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if John Collins ever sits down and expands on what his thoughts were about Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. I don't think that's coming anytime soon, but I like the fact that Murray is here. I like the fact that he's talking as a leader. I like the fact that he's talking about building that relationship, not just on the court, but off the court with Trey Young as well. All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard your first listen. Go into whatever podcast platform that you're listening on and let us know that you're an everyday listener to the program. So we like to call them our everydayers. So we definitely thank you so much for being a part of our show every day. But let us know in the comment section that you are an everydayer, an everyday listener to the program five days a week. You can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available. Also, check us out on the SiriusXM app and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We'll be back with you on Monday. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.